Welcome to Today I Choose. I'm your host, Melissa Bingham. In today's episode, we're talking intention, recovery, movement, and embodiment with my friend, Kristen Onderdonk. She is the owner of Enjoy Chi, is a motivational movement coach, public speaker, and published author. She is the creator of Stop and Flow, an embodiment process including mindfulness, meditation, and authentic natural movement that includes energy techniques such as Reiki, EFT, tapping, Tai Chi, and Qigong. Kristen is an expert in helping to facilitate extraordinary recovery in addiction and related trauma through her innovative embodiment process. Before discovering her passion for recovery work, she spent over 20 years as a certified public accountant. She's worked with and supported thousands of clients, patients, and staff in person and online from all over the world. Kristen lives in Syracuse, New York with her husband, two youngest daughters, and a dog named Crew. She's also the parent to three amazing adult children, is a daughter, sister, and friend to her very large extended Italian family. Kristen's mission is to discover ways to enjoy life and to help others do the same. It's her intention to connect and reconnect humans to compassion and unconditional love, starting with what she refers to as embodied self being self. In doing so, she seeks to create community and relationships that significantly raise the vibration of our world. All right. Well, I'm so excited that my friend Kristen Onderdonk, KO, as she's affectionately known, is with me today. She is just going to share so much goodness about her amazing techniques, stop and flow, and all kinds of other delicious, juicy things we were talking before I hit record that we should have been recording what we talked about before because there was some really great stuff there. But here we are. So welcome. Thank you so much, Melissa. So good to be with you. Yeah, I know we're going to laugh a lot today because when we talk, <laughs> we always laugh a lot. So I, you know, this show is about people that live with intention. And I, we met, what, four or five years ago. Yeah. And I just, it been the pleasure to, to watch you flourish as you are living your intention. And as I was looking through your bio and your website again today, and I know all these things, but I love, I, I, what drew me was your mission is to discover ways to enjoy life and to help others do the same, to connect and reconnect humans to compassion and unconditional love, starting with what you refer to as embodied self being self. So tell me, what is embodied self being self? Ah, it's, you know, it's a great question. Embodied self being self is us being us, you know, embodiment is, uh, it's really putting tangible form to to ourselves, to an idea, to the way we feel, and uh, and and that's just our natural state of being. And so we put a lot of baggage around it, you know. And truly, it's just us being us, being wholly complete, the way we came here to be. And I'm a lover of life. I tend to hang with others that are. And when I meet people who aren't, I just can't help but not share some of that enthusiasm for embodied being. So, so what does living intentionally mean to you? Great question. You know, I would say living intentionally really is like, it's been a journey, but I, of the last several years, at least that I can remember, I, I can really recall waking up, arising and just kind of, we were talking before uh, we hit record about our practice of getting up and what we do in the morning, but I have always just woken up with this overarching intention to question how I wanted to feel, you know, or how I wanted to experience my life, how, what I wanted to see in the world. And, you know, the older I got, that just meant to me to um, not necessarily reject what worked for others, but to just include more, you know, in my own life. And 
really living in that. Um, I, there's just several phrases that always just kind of stick with me like, of late in the last, you know, 10 years, I'll say, actually, I can. And like where I am is never who I am. Who I am is so much more. This awareness that together there's so much more to all of us. Yeah, I would say it's just an overarching intention, you know, that just kind of piques my interest daily. I love that. We, we've talked a lot about the power of words and, and what we say after I am and the, the words that we're using with our families and our clients and, and just the yeah. world is so important. I love that, that you're really in tune with that. I know you were a certified public accountant for a long time. So what was the key or what happened that had you switched from being, you know, more in that world of public accounting to into this world of healing and energy and spirituality and mindfulness? Yeah, I, I would say I just was brought to my knees. I was like, mercy, <laughs> this is just, this is not what I was here to do. You know, this is not what I came here to be, have, do. Not that it was invaluable because it's been tremendously valuable. And I know I was meant to do this for 20 years of auditing and taxation and learning and being and talking with people and some wonderful, wonderful relationships. But truly it was a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> you know, like um, I was newly remarried. It was 2005, I guess that would be. Yeah. And uh, we had a blended family that we were putting together, literally unpacking and moving into this new system, if you will, and home that we were really still all the while dealing with carrying what we were bringing to this new system, this family, you know, past traumas, addiction, and all sorts of, you know, from, from early childhood awareness to these, not necessarily myself, but others in our realm and putting this all together, you know, kind of creating like this new system that would work for us and, um, and dealing with the ongoing day-to-day -day changes, <laughs> sorting things out. I, I just remember saying to my husband, um, who was so supportive of, you know, wanting this to be like a happy system and a joyful system and a healthy system. We both kind of looked at each other and said, look, we have to refocus, you know, rather than looking outside to say like, you know, we, we need the answers to all of this, which we did our fair share of. We just really looked inside and said, what's going to make us happy? Why don't you take some time for that? And I was so thankful that I could do that. I think at the time I was, I was just I knew I needed to be caretaker and I couldn't do that while taking care of a job that I just did not quite honestly just did not enjoy. It was draining me and all of us. Yeah. So I kind of looked inside and um, went back to what was, what always brought me joy, which always fitness played a big role in my young developing years, coaching and uh, kind of intuitively knowing emotionally how that helps and, and whatnot. So yeah, I became a movement coach dabbled in some different things and then uh, discovered my own process in the journey. That's beautiful. And I know, you know, we've talked a lot about the the choice of choosing family. Yeah. When it, it's both been fortunate to be able to do that, that when, you know, we recognize that our presence and our teachings and our beingness needed to be focused on family. And uh, I think a lot comes out of that. And we've been able to do that. Talk to me about stop and flow, because I think you started with Tai Chi, right? You started learning Tai Chi and Qigong. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, even before we move on to that, I'd just like to, to add on to what you were saying about family. You know, if you don't, if you don't mind, I'll just, yeah, I, I'll absolutely. just say, you know, this is, this is something that's come up to me with conversations with other colleagues and friends. And, you know, we talk about like the work we do, right? And that definitely, you know, intention plays a part in that. But the work we do as a family or as like on a micro level, the family, you know, and each relationship within it, all the roles and all these hats that we wear, you know, 
I am laughing because I literally like I have a hat on. I've been knitting, you know, to work <laughs> at keeping my sanity, right? Who hasn't been working, right? And, and like, and work's really kind of a horrible word, really. I mean, it's kind of like such a, um, it, it's got such a productive, you know, functional place. But we we are just being here, just being our embodied being self, right? Is work, right? And it's it's the most beautiful kind of work, just by presencing what we are, these roles, and maybe not in like necessarily the traditional sense. So I feel like that's one of the things we always connected on right from the get-go, like without even having a conversation, we just knew like souls met and we just knew like, this is how we do life. And our roles might not be as traditional. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but always for us, it seemed like it was inclusive family for sure. And and you said something early on in the conversation about, you know, doing basically paraphrasing, but doing, doing life your way. And, you know, maybe the way it does, everybody else sees it or, or, you know, and what I know and, and why I, you know, why I started this podcast and why these conversations are so important to me is for everybody to be able to see there, there are lots of different ways to do things. And that, you know, generality way of this is how you do life or that, whatever that TV image is, is not the case. And so I love the, that we can talk about how we're doing life differently. And with Stop and Flow, I know that you use it with your family, you use it with your clients, you've brought it into a addiction and recovery of trauma work. Talk to me about what really Stop and Flow is. And I, my favorite word in the description of it all is embodiment. And, you know, I love that word. And I've worked a lot over the last eight or nine years with that word of really embodying my teachings, embodying intention, embodying practices. And and it really, it's one thing to know it all in our mind, but to really physically get it in our body, bring yeah. it down to our feet. So, yeah. you know, yeah. so, so yeah, talk about stop and flow. Yeah. So um, stop and flow is just a process that came to me. It's an, it's actually an acronym for eight kind of mental concepts or constructs and then um, aligned with energies that just make sense intuitively to most people. It's kind of spells out like in language, you know, how we could maybe relate to what we do naturally and intuitively. And um, just like you said, embody, it feels really good to actually feel into our body. And yet for some people, the body maybe hasn't been a safe place, specifically with people who've been traumatized physically. And um, and yet, you know, we've all experienced trauma. We are born into a reality and world of trauma. That's not really how we were designed. And to kind of paraphrase from lots of other people that I work with, and the Bible itself, you know, our original design, our creation was perfect, is perfect. And so that's why when we can tap into feeling good in our own skin, and sometimes we think the older we get, the more we are more willing to take that chance and like say, okay, the hell with all of that. What feels good to me? You know, let me wear this skin. Let me feel good. Fed right down to my toes. Yeah, the process is an acronym. The participants don't necessarily need to understand or know the steps per se. Okay, but I, but for me, it talk. keeps me. You want to know them? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Tell me the eight. Yeah, yeah, sure. No secret. Absolutely. So the acronym is Stop and Flow. The first letter S stands for Stop Where I Am. It's about really just being a mindful. Here I am right now. This is where I am. And like I said, where I am is never who I am. Who I am is so much more. So we stop when the energy in that first step is attention. So we're going to pay attention, you know, and, and maybe pay less attention to what is not serving us. And then there's the letter T. So S T T for tap into my heart. And here I, I, I borrow very heavily from EFT, emotional freedom tech, 
and tapping. People, most people would call tapping um, because I love the concept of how we can just kind of literally tap on energy points of our bodies. There happens to be one by the collarbone and that left side of the heart. I just lay my hands. You can do that right now. You know, just tap at the collarbone and the heart is so powerful. And especially as women, we can get a little out of balance too, you know, like too much heart. The Chinese say that it's women, too much heart. That's why heart disease is so prevalent, but you know, mm-hmm. kind of this balance, right? So T, tap into heart. And then the O, observe. We want to be the role, you know, the observer. This is really where our power is. So observing, it might drop into the solar plexus and I call it my Buddha belly. Just kind of really allow our breath to settle. You can do that now. <laughs> this yeah. is all very intuitive, you know? And then the P, picture positive. Not everyone wakes up with a positive mindset, but we all can stretch that muscle. And if we keep it real general, it's just very powerful. The possibilities are endless. And that is really powerful to do. So oftentimes I'll bring my hands right back to heart. For me, I can come back to center there and uh, and kind of get real general possibilities. Rainbows, puppy dogs, you know, oceans, like warm, quiet space. Yeah. <laughs> And then the the acronym for flow is the F is feel the spark. Because once you start to activate that connection, that spark, you'll start to feel it. And it may be good or bad, right? But we're going to move with it. And the L stands for let myself move. And, you know, permission to do so, right? Um, The O stands for observe. And oftentimes there's the energy of alignment that starts to really click. This feels more juicy, like you said, down to the toes yeah. and, and maybe beyond, right? This connection that we have, we being the physical connection between heaven and earth. And then the W, the left W is where now. So it's just a reset. Like, so like over the years in working with my clients and with patients and staff that support, especially the men and women in recovery from addiction and all sorts of mental and you know trauma and whatnot, we'll do a before and after, which is really powerful because you can see that before my pain, my stress, my craving may have been, you know, off the chart, a 10. And then Mm -hmm. I might finish this process, which could take two seconds, 30 seconds, two minutes, or a half hour or 50 minutes, you know, however you want, right? Because we just talked it through very quickly, I guess. Where now, you know, do I feel better? And maybe the pain stress went up, maybe the cravings went down, but we get a real sense for us being us, you know, and, and what does that feel like in our own embodied self? physically, tangibly. So what we're finding is just, you know, thousands of people telling us this is really good stuff, you know, good concepts, good energy. I'd borrow from other, this is not unique. You know, people could do one of the practices that is part of my process, Reiki, tapping, Tai Chi, dance, put on a song and dance, take a walk. You know, it's all, it's what you put into the process, but the process itself, um, as I guide it, has just been really really so wonderful to experience to just be a part of quite honestly like i say it's it's just become a joy i can't even call it work to be honest it's extraordinary right you're you're in the flow you know to take one of your words it is that that to me is is why i see you as living such an intentional life because this it is really if we call it your calling to to help people bring this this idea of embodiment um, of these practices and, and this work throughout their lives. I know you've done some work with groups and, and specifically you, I think you've done some work in women's groups in, in the addiction and recovery process. Can you tell me a little more about that? Yeah. So I've worked now for the better part of three years with um, the local addiction uh, substance use disorder treatment center 
here in Syracuse, New York. And uh, they've had me come in um, to work with men and women. Actually, before COVID, I was seeing patients in group settings for twice, two, three times a week. And the men's group, you know, inpatient and women's group, maybe day treatment and uh, just kind of spending uh, 50 minutes or a half hour or an hour, depending on what time allowed, leading them through this process and Tai Chi and a little bit of tapping, some guided journal questions and mindfulness and just all of that. And now since COVID, I've been fortunate enough to work online. And that was kind of how I learned all of these wonderful tools and techniques and brought the process together. So it's, it's really kind of great to be able to work online. And, and yeah, many, my joy is really the women's groups are, are powerful, even outside of the addiction center, even just community women's groups, men and women. But I, I am a woman, you know, I get where what it is to wear a lot of those hats. And so I find that when I put myself in those kind of group settings with especially community members, friends, or other leaders that want to get together and kind of have this experience, that those are so powerful, really cool for for groups to get on board with. Yeah, absolutely. So as you look to a post, hopefully post-COVID world here that we're moving into, I'm I'm holding that vision. What What is your intention for your work in the world? Yeah, great question. I, I, I see myself connecting with other compassionate individuals who just really fully want to enjoy life, you know, that are just sick of dialing it down for what, for better lack of it, that want to raise the vibration for themselves, for the rest of our world, and that, you know, really see that there's a possibility for abundance for all of us to get along and for people to, you know, have a place in, in this world. So I, I see myself connecting with people, other, maybe other sobriety groups, other women's groups into perhaps schools, into other corporate settings. I mean, I really, really wish that I had had access to just basics of mindfulness and intention setting and that kind of stuff when I was working 60, 70 hours around the clock traveling and living out of my suitcase as a, you know, as a CPA. It's just, I don't think we're, we're giving people the life skills that we need in, in these times. They're essential. You know, if we're calling people essential workers, we got, we have to give them the skills that they need to, you know, to reset, to feel into their body, to know when too much is too much. Yeah. I think that that's so, so key. Um, You said something I want to go back and touch on all of this came out of this impetus of wanting to be present for your family, wanting to be, you know, more present in your daily life experience. How do you use this with your, your husband, with your kids? How do you use this stop and flow technique in your family? I guess that's a really good question. Cause I, I guess I hadn't really given much thought to how I like intentionally or purposefully do it. But, um, we, we as a family are kind of different, you know, we're weird. My, my 12 year would say, you're so weird, mom, you know, like, like when I, I hear say that, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll say something, you know, well, how does that make you feel? You know, and then they, she imitates me back, you know, but at <laughs> least she will catch me, you know, she keeps yeah. me accountable. So I would say the concepts and just um, the awarenesses to attention, uh, intention, you know, um, clarity and contrast and all these really, you know, buzzwords that they, they hold different energy for, for our family. 
And and I think that's that's kind of how we use it, just basically critical thinking and talking about things that probably other families are talking about. Because um, I have to believe we're not alone, but I guess some ways, you know, we, we are the weirdos in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, we're the ones that are like, oh, they're those people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we're like the traditional. We are a traditional family in America. You know, I don't want to paint a picture that just you can't see us, but you know, uh, yeah. we, we're not. We have a pool. You know, we don't recycle everything. We try and do our best. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. You know, it is that. I go back to your word embodiment. It is that piece. Uh, you know, because I think about that all the time. You know, for so long I was like, I have to teach my kids these techniques. I have to teach all this. I have to. I was so caught up in a way in the teaching piece of it that I got, but I got to the place of like, I just need to do it as long as I'm, do, you know, it's like actions speak louder than words. It's like, I, yeah. you know, my, my kids see me meditating my kids and, and we do yeah. all do tons of ritual and we, you know, we all set collective intention. We use divination, you know, they know I use energy work with them. All, you know, we do all those things. And yes, my daughter recently told me a story about how when some of her friends came to our house and, you know, and I have motivational messages everywhere and I have writing on the windows <laughs> about things and, you know, every, it's all positive and, you know, we have a, uh, altar, a ritual altar and all these different things. And they, they were like, Oh, we understand you so much better now. It all makes sense. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, but I, you know, like you said though, that it is, it's just, it's in a way, yes, it's, in, it is intentional, right? We are doing this intentionally, but it is the piece of, of the embodying and just being it. And so I just don't worry. You're not alone. You're not the weirdo in the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm or if you are, I am. Too, right. So. I know we're with, yeah, it's like, it, it's, it feels to me as if we're, we're model, we need to model it. Right. And we, and we are modeling it. Like when I was working and stressed and like, I didn't know where, which doctor's appointment to take which kid to first, you know, for example, and where, which, con I didn't even know what city my husband, my new husband was at at the time. I was like, wait, this is not healthy. You know, we were modeling that too. It's just living and intentionally. We're always, I guess it's always happening intentionally, right? Our body, our body is breathing us. Our heart is beating us. You know, all of this is happening on autopilot, but then purposefully living with intention and really our ideas matter and our the quality of our living and our feelings that all comes into embodied what works for us, you know, being self and to not to the that. exclusion of someone else's self either. I don't, I want to make that distinction too, because it isn't about like the way I do this is the way all my neighborhood needs to do it. That would be a boring, no fun world. <laughs> you know, like I don't mind being the weirdo or the different one. It's, it's yeah. about including that. So that's where I see this headed, you know, um, I'm real hopeful about where our world is going because all systems are kind of resetting and we're, we're being forced to go beyond. And, you know, again, it's, it's a practice. I talk about that all the time that, that this yeah. is, you know, it's, it's our, I'm, I'm always telling the kids and I've said this before on this podcast that we're, you know, I'm living a spiritual experiment and every day is a practice. And, and, you know, that's it, like what I talk about, you know, every morning I set my intention and some days I'm great. And some days I fall on my face and within five minutes. So it's, um, <laughs> you know, but, it, but again, yeah. it's, it's, it, but, but we, we have that ability to reset fairly quickly yeah. to come back, keep coming yeah, back I, to center, coming back to that, you know, that the heart. I mean, I love, I love that idea of tapping into the heart and, um, Okay, I'm going to put you yeah. on the spot. 
Okay. We can, we can edit this out if you want to, but do you want to lead a tapping? Do you want to lead tapping? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Sure. Let's just do a, um, yeah. And I, and I was going to say like one of the, one of the things that you said about falling, cause I, within five minutes you fall in our place just to, just to be real honest and vulnerable with you. I practice TM. I think you know that, you know, twice yeah. a day, transcendental meditation. And I do that before my feet hit the floor. When I get out, you know, before getting out of bed, before I even pee. you do you right <laughs> and then you know I do it again a second time in the afternoon and you know prayer and I'll put angels on things we have cards whatever but um it's funny because the other the other morning I you know I had meditated and I had arrived at my desk and I was doing my thing and then something kind of I got sucker punched as life will happen right like it's not always you want to enjoy life, but you don't always enjoy life. It's just our life experience is dramatic. So I kind of got sucker punched with something that didn't definitely didn't feel right. And it was like, I was in tears. And, um, and I, my friend later said to me, well, you didn't meditate, did you? And I was like, no, I did. Like, you know, like, and the point of it is that I needed to cry. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, it's not like, don't, don't think that just because you, your practice, it's not your practice failing, it's process over perfection here. We're all like, stick yeah. with the process it's not that you know it's uh yeah anyway so um but yeah I would happily lead a a quick little uh tapping and why don't we why don't I do it in in more of a process we'll kind of lead you through stop if you will the, the four letters of the acronym stop okay Sound fun do it okay all right so if you're just listening in let's take a seat and uh put our feet right on the floor preferably not crossed I'd like to keep like open channels if you can leave your knees open and whatnot. Yeah, that makes me weird. Like open up. <laughs> Let's take I our hands. I have to catch and we're gonna, all the time. I know, right? So we'll take our hands and we'll use our energy attention, our focus to kind of draw our energy to our mind and our head, let's just say, because our mind is everywhere. All right about now, yes. So let's lay our hands over our head. You can lay them over the palms of your the palms over your eyes, just kind of resting them. And then that'll just bring you into a little bit of an awareness of inner self, dark in there, maybe. And then inhale, noticing your breath. Maybe thoughts come and go. This is just the place I call stop for a moment. And maybe that mantra, where I am is not who I am. Who I am is so much more. Inhaling and exhaling. And there are no answers here. You're not looking for anything. We're just taking a moment to breathe and be. And then take your hands and let's drop them down to the heart. And that collarbone point, let's just focus in on that and just tap off to the left of that collarbone. And maybe the other hand is kind of hovering, holding some good space. Space for you to kind of think of a big intention for yourself today, or maybe a small one, something that you really want. Breathe it in as you're tapping at that collarbone, and then deeply and completely exhale. Yeah, you can maybe feel that down to your toes. And then let's take our hands and let's just softly place them on that Buddha belly or solar plexus, whatever you want to call that center of our being. And let's just 
oh, notice how your breath kind of naturally expands maybe into your hands and your belly fills and empties. Again, we're not forcing anything. We're just observing. Maybe you notice where you're forcing something. Just breathe and be. Deeply and completely inhaling. And perhaps releasing what no longer serves you. Something comes in better right behind it and just forces it right back on out. <laughs> Inhaling. Filling. At your own pace, releasing. And then let's just take our hands and place them again back over our heart. I like to come back to the heart to picture something positive. And stretch your imagination, your mind. See in your mind's eye, like really see something so positive, something beautiful. We've all seen a sunrise, a sunset, rainbows, puppy dogs. Picture it in your mind's eye. Hold it dear in your body. Know that you can come back to it at any time. Know that you can move it effortlessly through you. Your breath is already moving you. Your heart is already beating you. You being you. Breathing and being. Surrounded in possibilities. Perhaps longing to move that energy through you in a more purposeful, playful way. And that would be where we would open up our heart, our hands, our body, and begin to move into flow, which is already happening inside of you. <laughs> so well done if you've if you've done that with me. Um, thanks for taking time. Thank yourself for you know for just giving yourself a moment to stop. Oh, very good. Love it. All right. Well, you know, if you listened before that, I love to end our podcasts with fun questions just to kind of get to know you better. <laughs> just, just to be silly, I, I, my favorite part of, you know, I, I always love, you know, Brene Brown asked questions at the end. I just, I love all the different, I, I love to get to know people. So are you ready? I'm ready. This is fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the so, hot seat. <laughs> you're in the hot seat. Yeah. What is your favorite place and why? Uh, okay, I would I would say my soaking tub, my bathtub, which I really stood my ground to get when we were renovating our master bathroom because I wanted the soaking tub. My husband didn't think we needed it, and now it's like his favorite and my favorite. <laughs> so we kind of fight over it. But I, I think I would say like anywhere, the ocean, you know, water, anywhere there is water. I love the water. It's so good for me. It's my element. Love it. Yeah, me too. Um, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you a cat person or a dog person or something else? This is crazy. So I'm a dog person. And if you had asked me, like, you know, even 10 years ago, I would have said, we don't have pets. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we never could as kids. We just didn't. And we did not love pets. We were taught, like, no, the pets are scary, whatever. They took a lot of work. They were a lot of money, all that. So at some point, yeah, we got a dog and um, our little Havanese crew which yeah you know him and he 
even just the other day, my daughter, who's 20, she said to me, mom, I can't believe we have, I can't believe we have a dog some days. I'm like, yeah. And he's six now. So I'm a dog person, but I like, I like all animals now. It's weird how we just, we embrace something and it just opens us up to so much more. <laughs> and he's so cute. Thank you. What is your favorite word? I got to give my, my daughter, uh, my 20 year old credit on this one too. My, my favorite word is nerve sighted. It's a kind of blended word, nerve sighted. Yep. My daughter came up with that when she was little and I guess it was her way of expressing how she was nervous and excited. And they're both, it's so funny cause you know, they're both equally charged. Right. And, um, I like to approach them from a place of love rather than fear, but that's got, you know, it's all charged. And yeah, I use that a lot. Nerve sighted. I, I felt that. before our call. <laughs> okay. Can I, I'm going to, my, can I use that word? Can we all use that word yeah, now? Cause absolutely. I love that. That, it, that describes so many things. I love yeah. it. Nerve sighted. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite food? If you had asked me this one a while back, I would, yeah, I would have said pizza, but no, as of I sit here today, it's organic dried mangoes from Wegmans, our family owned <laughs> grocery store. <laughs> I could eat them by I the bag. It. I may have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should tap on that. I should um, tap on that. <laughs> if you had a theme song, what would it be? I, I love Alicia Keys' new song, Underdog. You know, this goes out to the underdog. Keep on keeping there what you love. You'll find that someday soon. <laughs> you know, rise up. I'm not a singer, but um, that one speaks to me. I would guess I, I like that one a lot, underdog. Okay, if you could be a superhero, what would your superhero name be and what would your power? I love that. Um, well, I don't really have a name, like a superhero name coming to me, but my power would definitely be in and around manipulating time um but now that I say that like my yeah so my I will say my my nephew Carson when he was learning how to say my name Kristen he we would try to get him to say the k sound so it was like aunt k -k, and it came out cuckoo so my whole family <laughs> yeah Carson we, we allow everyone to call me that they have to say aunt in front of it but I'm aunt cuckoo to everybody. So, um, yeah, cuckoo. And I would manipulate time. <laughs> I guess that's a cuckoo clock. <laughs> uh, I love that. That is the best. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's probably not going to win any Marvel awards, but <laughs> one of these days I'm going to get everybody back. That's told me their superhero name and, and power. And we're going to, we're going to create them. We're going to draw love them and, and make them. Oh my God, okay. It would be so fun. <laughs> would be so fun. <laughs> All right. And last but not least by any stretch, uh, what is your intention for our world right now? Um, I, you know, peace, love, harmony, abundance, joy, like all that jazz, all that good juicy stuff we, that we have. We have it. It's, it exists in our world. If we can think it, we can bring it into matter, all of that. I just, I think we need much more compassion and I see our world. That's our intention for, for the world. Yeah. yeah. And for ourselves too. <laughs> you know, we are right. part of all of this. Yes. Absolutely. Well, Ko, if uh, people want to find you, how do they find you on the web and social and all of that? So online, they can visit my website, which is www.enjoychi.com. So E-N-J-O-Y-C-H-I.com. Yeah. And we have groups and, and whatnot, ways to get in touch to, you know, if you, if you're looking for more support, email me that you can connect through the website. 
on Facebook, which my daughter says, I'm just, you know, I'm like all me and my old friends um, <laughs> hang out on Facebook. It's Enjoy Chi as well, or Kristen Onderdonk, my personal page. And I've dabbled on Instagram. I think it's Enjoy Chi, but I'm not too active on that. So great. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me today. I have loved our conversation. We have the best conversations and uh, we laugh a lot, as you can tell, I'm sure. And <laughs> Um, I just, I can't wait to see where stop and flow goes this next year and in the coming years. And I just, uh, I look forward to talking more. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah. I think I was as nerve sighted about like just this, the possibility of like your voice being heard, heard in our world, just equally this format. And, uh, just to be able to, to speak with you, I have just the utmost respect for you and what the work you do. So the joy you bring to life. So this is just an ongoing conversation, I'm sure. And I'm so excited and thankful to be here with you. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed the practice that we did, learned something from our conversation, and hopefully laughed along right there with us. If you'd like to know more about what I'm up to in the world, please visit my website, todayichoose.me, and may your every day be filled with intention. Today I Choose is brought to you by 3B Productions. Our producer and audio engineer is Sam Booty. Our research assistant is Molly Bingham. Our graphic designer is Marsha Craig. Find out more at our website, todayichoose.me. You can also find us on Instagram at Everyday Living with Intention and find our Facebook group, Everyday Living with Intention. 